Good morning and welcome at that time once again. Happy Monday. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. You're going to need it more than ever. Talking about gold and silver. You know, the great thing about gold and silver is it doesn't care. Right? Doesn't care about how you got to your earnings. It doesn't care about stock prices or bond prices. It's really starting not to care about what the central bankers have to say. What gold cares about, simply put, is real wealth, the store of value. And really, when you think about the world that we live in today, a world of debt, a world of really servitude now where more than half of the people in the United States can no longer uh, really even be counted at, as middle class and and the pie keeps shrinking. Uh, it's really been an incredible things that have happened over the weekend. Puerto Rico could potentially become the 51st state. I guess if you get broken now... <laughs> Right. It's like anything else, right? They didn't want to be a state for the longest time, and, and now the now they think they may because they're totally broke. Uh, we'll have to watch that. Uh, our website at allamericangold.com, I, I can't forget that. Make sure you make that part of your favorites. All kinds of great things up there every single day as we continue to watch. The Dow is down again. I don't know if you caught Friday, a big sell-off with the what they call the FANG stocks, the four-headed stock monster that is, uh, what, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, and Amazon, uh, th- those are the the fang stops, the stocks, the, the four big drivers, and now everybody's worried all of a sudden that everything's all overvalued, and get ready. I've been telling you this for a long time, this has been what the central banks have done. We don't know really what anything's worth. We know what things are are acting or pretending like they're worth be, because of the, the continuance of the printing press and the, the making up of money out of thin air, but there's not enough money. The retail apocalypse is continuing. Uh, I've been reporting for weeks that Jim Barry was going to be next. They did it today. They have filed for bankruptcy protection, unsure yet of how many stores are going to close. But then here's a group you may not have heard of before, a Cena Retail Group. They represent Ann Taylor, Lane, Lane Bryant, and Dress Barn, stores that you all have heard of. They announced this morning after losing a billion dollars in the first quarter, same-store sales fell at every one of their chains that they are going to be closing 250 stores effective July of this year. An additional 400 stores could close if they don't get a reduction in rent, so that could be 650 store closures. Over the next two years, we expect to close or achieve substantial rent reductions in another 600 
in 50 stores. So if you're keeping track, that's about 1,300 stores they just mentioned, that we're either going to need big rent reductions or we're just going to need to flat-out close. And that's really what we're up against right now as, as we start looking at the growing apocalypse. And they just keep saying, what? oh, everything's fine. You know one of the things they talk about, there's no inflation. And I finally figured it out, and it took me a while. You know, I'm, I'm only got a public school education. I'm a little slow. Because we know there's so much inflation for us. What it is and what we have is there's no inflation for Wall Street because the Fed only cares about wages. Right when they think about it, well, that's all they keep saying. Well, we're going to have wage growth pretty soon. Of course, it never happened. And that's why they keep saying that there isn't any. Yet my health care premiums went up over $100 a month. So did all, everybody else's did as well. We got all of these retailers. Closed. By the way, retail in the United States accounts for one out of every 10 jobs. Then we did an article last week about restaurants. Do you know that we haven't had an increase in same-store chain sales in restaurants in a year? And you think about the restaurant industry now, the number one job gainer in the entire country. If I know this data, the Federal Reserve knows this data. Then you start thinking about auto loans down. Mortgage loans, down. Commercial real estate loans, down. And you start thinking about all of these things and you start adding them all up together and you get a comment today from Goldman Sachs that says the Goldilocks stock market is coming to an end. And you start thinking about all of the things that, that they've tried to tell us is true, and then you, but when you look at the actual data, it's something far different. Listen, we're setting ourselves up. Paul Singer was out again with another warning. Go out to our website today, Peter Schiff. He can tell you all about it as well. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two for the third straight day. We are selling VF $20 and $10 Liberties. These are one grade below AU. They're just, it's a great lot of coins. What makes it even better is the price. These, these, the 20s are at $13.50. The 10s are at six seventy five. Like I said, I said this on Thursday. There's no better deal in town. This is it. Put them away. You can buy them for less than a raw 20. You can buy them less than a raw 10. And and that's the way you want to buy them, and you start looking at what's coming. And we've had so many, you know, people from, from Singer, uh, Ray Dalio, Stanley Druckenmiller, uh, Jimmy Rogers, Peter Schiff, 
Then now this morning, Goldman Sachs, all kind of saying, hey, this thing's about ready to, to cave in upon itself. The house of cards is about ready to face a little flattening. And you think about the Federal Reserve. These, You know, this is the best time. Because you, we already know these guys are clueless when it comes to understanding what is really happening in the economy. Because they don't live in the real economy. They've never lived in the real Well, I shouldn't say never. But they haven't lived in the real economy for like 30 years now. They're just a bunch of academics. And I keep trying to get you to understand. They don't even look at actual data. The only data they want to look at is economic models and economic theories that we know don't work anymore. And they really, well, let's face it, they never really worked. It was all manipulated to try to make the theories work. After flattening for the past year, you don't think we're in trouble? You don't think it's coming? U.S. income tax receipts. Right, and really at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. Right? What I say, what these, what they say, tax receipts don't lie. Both at the federal and on a state and local level. Okay, that's pretty much all the tax receipts are, right? You got federal tax receipts, you got state tax receipts, and you got your local tax receipts. Have been disappointing. I love that word. Well, we're disappointed. See, when states and local governments get disappointed, it means financial hardship is coming. By the way, today, I got a new place for you. And I've been telling you this. It's spreading. And it's spreading much faster than you really know about, and they don't want to talk about it. According to the latest data, Tax receipts have posted a sharp drop since the start of the year, sounding of the alarm about the health of the U.S. economy, according to Bank of America. You don't hear that on the idiot box. Right? You don't hear that from the Federal Reserve. You don't hear that from Janet Yellen. It says, according to Bank of America... Since last December, the Congressional Budget Office, the U.S. Federal Income of Tax Receipts, have come in about 3% below expectations, <laughs> which, you know, essentially means what? There's no increase in tax receipts at all. Digging deeper into the disappointment was largely in the personal current tax receipts. But we've got the best jobs market. Really, think about it. This is the best jobs market in the 14 years I've worked here. With withheld tax receipts showing little growth over the last six months. Right? And all these things are happening. The story's a bit different for states 
in, or for the state and local government where tax receipts there were at least fairly stable. But there was a significant drop for them in corporate tax receipts. <laughs> really, it doesn't matter. If the corporates are paying the personal art and vice versa, it just means there's not enough money. They said corporate income tax receipts fell $7 billion in the first quarter. You started a $28 billion miss for the year. Since corporate income tax receipts only make up 14%, and this is the funny part, right? We need all these tax cuts, right? But they only account for 14% of all taxes collected. And they said that uh, when you look at total tax receipts, a number of states now are saying that tax receipts are less than last year's and they're, you know, the people we know, New York, Illinois, some surprises in there, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Ohio, right? And the list just keeps growing and growing. Kentucky, Maryland, Connecticut, you get them. And you start asking yourself, how is all of this going to work out? And I'm going to tell you how. And I've been telling you how. You remember the guy that uncovered Bernie Madoff? And I, I don't know if he he was the one who tried to and nobody would listen to him. Harry Markopoulos, he exposed the Ponzi scheme that was Bernie Madoff. Of course, he really didn't. What happened was he, did, he tried. I get, I'll give this guy credit. He is a brilliant mathematician. And years would go by where he would present evidence to the SEC and they did nothing. Which he used real, you know, math to say it's impossible what he is saying. And then what ultimately got Bernie Madoff was when he ran out, the Ponzi scheme ran out. He ran out of new money. Right? Everybody wanted out. Remember during the crash, everybody wanted out, nobody wanted in, and he ran out of money. But now he says there's another problem. And he's looking at the pensions at the state levels. And I've been warning, I told you this is coming. The Boston Transit Authority has a bigger hole than anyone previously thought, he said, and will have a significant impact on the municipal bond market because, as he believes, the problems facing the Transit Authority of Boston is end endemic of what is facing most of the pension funds in the country. And you start thinking, listen, it's just adding up. Right? Just look at this year. We had Puerto Rico, which now wants to be a state. You, you, you had Illinois getting ready to be downgraded to junk. We know what happened in Dallas with the police and the firefighters. Now we've had teachers' unions in Illinois. Now we've got the Transit Authority in Boston. And the list just keeps growing. The unfunded status of the pension fund is the market value of the assets minus the present value of liabilities. Not 
some liability in the future, but liabilities in the present. And he said, discounted to any actuarially determined interest rate, most public pension plans, this number is negative. And right, this is a guy that has a reputation. Matter of fact, it's what he is known for. When it comes to smelling out the stench, this is the guy. He spoke on June the 9th. That's funny, as I didn't see him on TV anywhere. At the Northfield Information Service 22nd Annual Summer Seminar in Newport, Rhode Island. I'm sure it was a barn burner. <laughs> yeah, I bet that thing was rocking. And, and, and he called what is left of the pension... Tender Vittles Retirement Plan. <laughs> Isn't that like a cat food? Right? You know what he's implying. Right? He's implying, right? Remember, when you get poor enough, you'll eventually eat cat food. He says the underlying cause of the problem, poor management and oversight. Yeah, I'd go with that, right? No good outcomes result when you mix politics and money. He said the problems began, well, this one began in 2012, but he goes that the, the promised guaranteed returns are similar to Madoff sales pitch. <laughs> and this is the thing, none of these people are ready. Oh, you want another one? He threw in another one. Louisiana's pension fund. Add them to the list. And he says there are a lot of Ponzi's. Not my words, his words. There are a lot of Ponzi's. And they are stealing customers from legitimate managers. And, and he says the irregularities exist all over the place and blah, 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 blah. But I told you. I warned you. I implored you. We are in a debt super cycle. There's no other cycle that we're in. Okay? This super cycle started back in 1971. That's when it started. And we've been on it ever since. But we're getting ready for the big bubble to burst. And, you know, when you think about it, when, when we talk about it all the time, you know, we've gone over all the gold runs since 2001. We've said it consistently. This isn't the big run. The big run is coming. The next 10 years, this is the big one. Because all of this debt, there's nowhere for it to go. I mean, look at the announcements today. We had one retailer said, well, we're shutting 250 and maybe 650, and in the next two years, add another 650. <laughs> Half of all the shopping malls need to close in the entire country. Commercial real estate loans have 
gone negative. Auto loans have gone negative. What did one of them call it? They called it the the, uh, the the shopper's apocalypse or something like that in auto sales. Home sales, same thing, falling. All of these pension funds, and I mean all of them, and, and, and you know, some states you haven't heard of yet. A lot of states we know about, but it's all the other little ones that are in between that you don't think about. This city's teachers, this city's firefighters, this city's police department, the transit authority, this authority, that authority, and then you start multiplying it times the hundreds and hundreds of cities in this country, and you start to understand. And now tax receipts are falling? Sounds like a great time to raise rates. It's a great economy out there. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, a constitutional attorney and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. President Ronald Reagan was a real leader. In his heart, he knew what was right, and he did it regardless of what his advisors were telling him. Ronald Reagan was a man of vision. He imagined a better world than a never-ending confrontation with the Soviet Union and fear of their intercontinental nuclear missiles. And he was determined to save America from the nuclear threat. He also believed that God has blessed the United States in a very special way and that it was up to America to defeat communism. While other politicians and academics and advisors were preaching a doctrine of accommodation, detente, and compromise with the Soviet Union, Ronald Reagan understood that we were in a battle for the future of the world, and the result must be that we win and they lose. Today, June 12th, is the anniversary of the day that Ronald Reagan laid down the challenge to the evil Soviet empire. In Berlin on this date in 1987, President Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The president's speechwriters and aides in the State Department kept erasing that line from his prepared speech. But Reagan wrote those words into the speech himself and spoke them anyway. History has proved that Reagan's courage in uttering this challenge was the start of the disintegration of the evil empire. For 28 years, the Berlin Wall divided freedom from communist slavery. It was the symbol of a Cold War that might have gone nuclear. Reagan saw clearly that we must demand an end to the evil empire. He designed our nation's future built on victory over communism, American national security, peace through strength. Five months later, the Berlin Wall started to come down. Victory over communism happened because Ronald Reagan had a statesman's vision and the will to win over all odds. Reagan should surely be ranked as the greatest president of the 20th century because he had vision and leadership. Do you know a college student expressing frustration with a liberal ideology and anti-Christian propaganda on their campus? Encourage them to join Phyllis Schlafly Eagles and other conservative leaders in Washington July 18 through 20 for the annual Phyllis Schlafly Collegian Summit. The conference is free to students who register at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. 
Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He was backwards, backwards, use words. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. Gold continues to hold as we are two days away from the Federal Reserve. And, and what I am telling you is going to be another rate hike despite what they know. And I think this is, this is, again, we're setting ourselves up. This is going to be the next leg up in the gold market. Uh, all of these things are starting to unravel. And I like and I go back to when they were raising rates during the housing crash. Right before the biggest part of the crash, which was in August of 06, Ben Bernanke was talking how they were going to raise rates to five and a half percent. Which, by the way, that's a rate we could never get to again. Well, I shouldn't say never. If we do, it's just going to be horrific. Could you imagine what the debt would be right now if the Fed funds rate was five and a half percent? We would be running deficits of two to three trillion dollars a year. Of course, the debt ceiling shut off anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But they're acting like none of this is happening. I don't even know how many thousands of stores we're up to now. Right? We just had another retail bankruptcy. We've had more retailers file bankruptcy this year than we did in any year during the downturn. Think about that for us. What do you think that signifies? And no, and I know, hey, listen, Amazon's great. But they're only part of this. They're not the whole thing. And this is what the problem would be. It would be fine if Amazon replaced all of those sales, but that's not him. Amazon's up. But they're just replacing a small amount of these sales. And when I say small amount, I'm talking less than less than 30%. Less than that. Maybe less than 20%. And we're not done. We've still got another half of the year to go. And it's spreading. Right? We knew about a lot of these bad and sick retailers. But now it's starting to spread, and it's starting to spread a lot quicker than anybody thought was going to happen. And then the the last bastion of economic prosperity for the Federal Reserve is the waiters and the waitresses. And that bastion, you know what? It looks like it's going the wrong way. According to the latest data. When it comes to restaurant sales, a company called Black Box does this. And they they take data from 27,000 restaurants, 155 different brands, representing $67 billion in annual revenue. So it's a They're taking a pretty big sample size. Same store sales for May. Now, May 
according to Black Box the month before, when April was disappointing, they said, ah, don't worry, because May's going to be a bounce back. We had this Easter thing, and it's going to get better. Same store sales down 1.1%. At the same time, same store traffic down 3%, which kind of tells you what. Hey, we've raised prices, but we're losing We're losing even more customers than, than raising of the prices. They said that for the last three months, same-store traffic is averaging down 3.2%, and that they say March or other than that same-store sales is continuing to decline. The latest report from the National Restaurant Association Performance Index, the other such a thing, (laughs) the RPI, which, by the way, RPI, great school, by the way. One of the schools looking at my son, maybe one of the best engineering schools in the country, but that's not two separate things. That's where John went. Yeah, really? Wow, Wendy's husband went there. Wow. Unbelievable. See, you never know. With this live radio, you never know what we're going to say. It said that their outlook for the health of the overall restaurant industry fell 1.5% from April to March. Their, their May data isn't out yet. They said the current situation index. Now, these are, this is soft data stuff which measures current trends, same-store sales, traffic, right? So sales and traffic is how many people are coming in. Labor, right? How's your labor doing? Cost more, cost less. And then what's your expenses like? Are rents going up? Are food costs going up? It was down 2.3%. So I, I'm i sitting there, oh, by the way, that was the sixth time in the last seven months. So I'm going to say that looks like a big trend is forming. And you start looking at all of this data and you start thinking to yourself, what would happen? I mean, retailers are not adding jobs. Now we're going to lose restaurants as well. We're going to lose our waitresses and our waiters and our bartenders. Sales tax receipts are down, right? All of a sudden, these numbers start to make sense. Let's see. Revenues are down. Sales taxes uh, are down. Consumer spending is down. And you start looking at the Federal Reserve, and they're still out there saying, no, no, it's fine. Right? They have yet. They haven't seen a bubble yet. And I I just start to wonder, you know, at the end of the year, I think we're going to break five, six, maybe 7,000 stores closed. How do you replace that? Right? Start thinking about, that's all this revenue, all the sales tax dollars, those are gone. All of the employees, gone. 
Right now we lose, are we getting ready to lose the last big driver of the great jobs recovery? And then you start thinking about, well, maybe these guys that are making all these calls, right, maybe it's because it's that obvious. But you think Goldman Sachs comes out and says, hey, by the way, the Goldilocks stock market's getting ready to end, right? You think they want to say that? Of course not. But you start looking at the signs, and they all point to the same thing. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. It really is. It, it's it's amazing what they say they can't see is coming. Credit card defaults, rising. Auto loan defaults, rising. Student loan defaults, rising. Retail in a a decline we've never seen it you know you really think about it we've never seen a retail apocalypse like we're watching right now but yet it's it's like it's not happening right if we don't talk about it then it must not be happening because we got an economic model that says it's not Right, and they, and they sit there and they keep reciting it. They keep talking about it. And yet they, when they're asked, well, why is there no wage growth? Because according to your economic model that you keep quoting, wages should be spiraling out of control, which is really what they need to do. But they're not. Which really only leaves you with what? It only leaves you with one answer. The model is does not work. Or and really I think the model's probably okay. I really do. I think I think overall the model's probably uh, it's not perfect. But it's okay. What's wrong is the manipulated data that they put into it. I guarantee you the people that wrote these economic models never really dreamed <laughs> that they would manipulate all of the data so badly that it makes it worthless. You know, when all of these economic models were created, the way they calculated the data was different. You know, when they created these economic models, 98% of every working male between the ages of 25 and 54 worked. <laughs> that number is down to 88%. Right? The average was 96% all the way up until, you guessed it, the 70s. Right? When we went on this great I guess, the great debt bubble that we're living in now. How about this one? And I told you it's coming. Ford offering buyouts to 15000 Wow. How many people do they really want to lay off if they've got to offer buyouts to 15,000 salaried workers? These are white-collar, non-what they say, not the union-represented worker on the assembly line. So who do you think's next? <laughs> right? I mean, again, 
You think they're going to let, you know, 15,000 salaried workers and somehow all of the assembly line workers are going to be okay? That's not going to happen. And, of course, what is the message that Ford is sending? It's the same message the retailers are sending. It's the same message that store traffic and sales are saying at the restaurant. It's the same message that credit card defaults are saying. It's the same message that auto loan defaults are saying. And student loan defaults are saying. And home sales are saying. It's the exact same message. Which is the bubble is starting to implode again. Right? Remember when the housing market went. What did they say? And they said it for a long time. Oh, it's a subprime problem. Uh, it's, it's contained. There's no broad effect to the housing market whatsoever. Right? Remember those words? Right? That was before we heard of all of these securitized products. Right, we never even knew what the, that stuff was or that they even existed. And now they're trying to tell us that thousands and thousands, I, I think we're almost up to 4,000 stores have closed. Bankruptcies, now the worst on record. But they're saying, oh no, there's no effect. It has no effect. We know that that's not true, right? Credit card defaults has an effect. Car loan defaults have an effect. Falling car sales has an effect. Today's effect is Ford says we would like 15,000 people to take buyouts. How much will it cost us for you to no longer work for us? If you go out to our website, you can read all about it. How about, you know what, there's not one place in the country, I can't make this stuff up, where a minimum wage job could allow you to buy a two-bedroom, or rent buy, rent a two-bedroom apartment, nowhere in the country, if you downsize to a one-bedroom. You can only buy a one-bedroom, buy, again, I said it again, rent a one-bedroom in 12 counties in the following state, Arizona, I'm not sure which county, but I'll, I'll get to it, Oregon and Washington. Have at least one county in each of those states where you could be rent a one-bedroom apartment on a minimum wage job yeah exactly when you think about what where, what that really means you know Eric used to tell the story about how before he was out of high school he had moved out of his parents house was renting an apartment right working minimum wage and bought a car don't, still don't think you need to get ready Page of Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. The Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ are all lower uh, today.
Tuesday, the Dow is down about 80 points. The S&P is down 10. The Nasdaq's down about 60 uh, after uh, the big sell-off on Friday in the Nasdaq. Uh, gold's just wait to $1,266. The best special going. I'm talking about 20 and $10 liberties. One grade below almost uncirculated. Thirteen fifty on the twenty. Eighty-five dollars over spot. It's an eighty-four dollars over. It's just fantastic buying opportunity, especially when you see when you know what's coming. The tens are at six seventy-five. If you don't know that it's getting ready to come to, and then you need to get the headgear checked out. Silver Eagles. Silver's actually down today. Actually. Uh, it's below $17 again, just by a few cents. Uh, but, you know, silver's the volatile brother. Uh, rolls of silver eagles are at 405 You buy a case of silver for ten grand, And you know my feelings about silver when it's under $17. Yeah, buy some. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Put them away. I think we're, we're, we're two days away. We already know. Here's what we know. Here's the knowns. Uh, the Federal Reserve is clueless. <laughs> Just look at any of their projections for economic growth, for wages. I mean, for any of it, it's never right. They're the last ones to see. And matter of fact, not only do they not see the bubbles, they claim that they don't cause them either. They're going to have their start their meeting tomorrow. We'll get the answer on Wednesday. What we do know is gold always likes all of a sudden now, right? Which used to be used to be the other way around. Fed Fed meeting, they'd hit gold fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty dollars. Uh, now it's kind of like the other way. Gold gold's been rising from a thousand fifty. It's twelve sixty five now for the last. What, month, year and a half since the rate-raising cycle has started? Then you look at the bond market. The bond market is screaming that the economy is in trouble, and yet you don't see it. I mean, the 10-year note's actually lower today than it was the last time they raised rates. Right, which is saying, hey, things have gotten worse, not better. Right, the bond market is is the bond market is looking at the actual data and going, hey man, this data it's actually getting worse. Well, this is why I really think, and I and I've been saying this all year, and I'll continue to say it. We are going to hear the new high for the year an awful lot this year, and we have. Right, we hit a new high for the year just last week, and then we had the. The sell-off on Thursday, right, a few minutes before Comey's testimony. Of course, that's just, hey, that's just hedge funds or whoever making some money. Fine. Manipulate. I don't care. But the realities are, I think, the, the gold market is really set for a, a we're, we're in the next leg already. Matter of fact, we're a year and a half into the next leg. 
$20 and $10 Liberties, one grade below AU, $13.50 and $6.75 at 800-951-0592. We'll keep you up to date on what's really happening again tomorrow. Everyone take care. Have a great day. We'll be right back.